Bill, first of all, thank you for being here today. We certainly appreciate you coming out and uh, uh, doing a clinic tonight and taking some time to, to answer some of our questions here. We're, we're pleased and proud to have you. Yeah, my pleasure, Keith. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we kind of really get into the questions, I, I wanted to ask you, kind of what are you working on these days and, and kind of what, what are the big things that you would like our listeners to, to know about uh, that you have going on? I'm doing a lot of uh, cooking at home for my family and drive my kids to school early in the morning, <laughs> doing homework with them. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm trying to write the new Mastodon record. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I certainly understand those uh, extra added uh, jobs in, in life. Uh, so uh, Yeah, when I come home from touring, there's no uh, like rock star treatment at home. It's, uh, you know, that's, I'm just, I'm just the dad when I get home. So, that's right. which is fine with me. That keeps my feet on the ground you know and uh my wife is just like okay it's 6 a.m you got to get up drive those kids get those kids <laughs> breakfast made and uh you know you got to make sure you, you know the, the youngest son's got his uh math assignment ready and the other one's got to study for his uh science test and i'm I, honestly i'm pretty overwhelmed by being a dad and all that stuff even though my kids are in their teens now it's still oh, it's wow, never okay. an easy job but uh but uh, more towards the aspect of what I'm doing with the music and band, um, I just completed uh, building another studio, like a recording studio that'll be up in, it's, it's kind of up and running right now. And, um, you know, it will be open for, you know, people to come in and record and uh, awesome. we have an in-house engineer, okay. which is great. I've always, someone I'm really very close to me has worked on a lot of the last few Macedon records very closely with us and uh it's it's big news for me I, I worked really hard in our downtime we've been off the road for a few months and in my downtime I'm always working I'm always trying to do the next thing you know get sure, just always just like I am yeah, yeah while I'm young-ish before I get too <laughs> old or I'm like oh I wish I would have done that and I wish yeah. I had this you know I, I've always wanted now. to have yeah. I like having a studio I, I I've built a few of them um and you know i'm always working on new music so i've been working on a lot of mastodon riffs and, and songs and uh, as much as i can to always be one step ahead of what the record company would might ask for because they usually say hey can you guys do a you know a cover of uh oingo boingo's uh covering <laughs> dark side of the moon by tomorrow like we needed it yesterday but it's for the you know a lot of times they come to us as weird things and they're like yeah we really need it like yesterday and i'm like we're not a, a, a factory yeah, where you can uh, just put in an order for a quick song yeah, and then here it comes I mean, kind of I mean, thing we're, yeah. we're not not only artists but we're just regular people who you know have we're life not, and a we're job not just like sitting yeah. in the wings waiting for you to yell out a, 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 a song request, yeah. for us or a request for us to do no it doesn't work like that like everyone has schedules and lives and you know we do this we do the band thing you know it's it's like fun for us but it's like, you know it's a job but it's also like when we're not doing it we're i don't know so uh, <laughs> you know for the day where it's like okay it's time for you guys to write a new record I, i'd like to be like prepared, prepared and ready and, and like, ready and yeah. that's you know a lot of that's why i like to have a studio somewhere quiet to go to make something demo sound really good where it's like i can bring to the other guys and say like hey this is what i'm working on yeah you like you want your part think? Or what do you, yeah that's what we do every we've been doing that for the past couple of records you know i i spent a lot of time in my own studio in my basement and just just any little ideas come to my head you know i just write them write them down and 
well, not really write them down, but write them down, you know, by playing them into my phone and, and save them so that I can remember them later. Technology is so awesome that we can do that. It is. It is pretty cool. And then, you know, I dump it all out and I, I try to put it to a little bit of a drum beat or something in my home studio and, and then add more guitars and I got a bass down there. I got a drum machine and, and kind of build a little demo of a song and then sure. bring it to the other guys and say, hey, what do you think of this? And, uh, you know, that's kind of my... That's my happy place is, yeah. is what I do. So everyone's really been pretty much resting and, and just not being on the road and just spending quality time being normal people with their families, you know. It probably takes a little bit to adjust back to normal life, too, I'd imagine, really. You know? yeah, yeah, you'd think. I mean, in my house, it's pretty much like straight to... <laughs> <laughs> straight back to the... Uh, being right to the grind. Because my wife works full-time, and then she... When I come home, she's like, okay, I mean, I know you just got back from... It's your turn. Like, you just got back from flying from uh, Dubai to Japan to Hawaii, back to the UK, and then home, and you don't even know what freaking month you're in. Uh, Tomorrow, you still got to get up at 6.30 and, like, get those kids off, you know, because she needs needs that that high five of, like, your turn, you know. Yeah, sure, uh, tag out and, like, let you get in. And I'm totally down with that, you know, as, as tired as I may be, so... Um, but yeah, it's we're all just taking some well-deserved rest, and, and at this moment, we're trying to get ready to write. For, getting for ready the next to record. write a little bit, but uh, we're not focusing too much on that. It's more like we're getting geared up for this next and kind of final tour for Emperor of Sand, which is uh, Europe, uh, 2019, spring, uh, summer, Jan- kind of thing? January. Oh wow! So okay. It's Right after Christmas, like a week, two weeks after Christmas, we leave for that. We're bringing Scott Kelly from Neurosis again to do a, a month long of, of shows over there. It's going to be cold. Um, yep. <laughs> we're all, we, but like I said, with the new studio, we just busted out a brand new song that we're, uh, we want to release digitally before the tour with Scott singing on it. And that's, you heard it here first. Okay. Well, that's that awesome, way. actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're trying to do that. It's it's a lot of, it seems easy enough on paper. Like, yeah, we'll just write a song and we'll just have Order, dude, master, dude, get dude it who out. lives across yeah. the country sing on it and, and, and it's all going to be perfect and it's going to come out like a week before we go on tour. But it's it's proven to, to be a little, it's, it's tough. Everyone's got different schedules. Everybody's a moving target. Let's try, you know, hey, can you get in the studio on, uh, like sooner than later and write this, you know, kind of like we're doing with yeah. what Warner Bros. do to us. Like, hey, we need this tomorrow. But yeah. <laughs> I think we can do it. Yeah, I think we can do it if we're all we're all on the same page. So we're working on that. And uh, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. This the song is still going to be there. It may not just come out, you know, next week when we want it to. But yeah, but that, that's still cool to be able to have a new product to, to kind of tour behind and, and something to to gain some you know excitement and and to be able to do it across the country, kinda. It's pretty awesome, really. Yeah, I mean, we've you know? been doing that for years. It's been, that that technology has been around for a long time. But even when we did uh, Leviathan in 2004, we wanted Neil Fallon to sing on the album from Clutch, and he lives over here, like in Maryland and uh, DC area. And we were in Seattle recording, but he flew all, all the way out to do to sing the song with us. Scott also Scott Kelly from Neurosis also sang on that record, but he did it from his own studio in and just sent Oakland, over the tracks or Portland and, or wherever he yeah. was and just sent us the tracks. And I was like, wow, how, how, how is that possible? You know what I mean? But <laughs> you just email the files yeah, file to their studio yep. and then he you just, sings over and you just send them back. Yeah. And I, you know, Open back then up. it was kind of cutting edge. Now it's just everybody. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of a normal thing to do yeah. it that way. 
Um, but to me, the whole studio concept of having our own studio, it just means we can write and we can release songs whenever we feel like it rather than sure, not being have to book at time the and, and mercy of someone else's studio, someone else's time, the record company saying, no, we don't have the money to like send you over here when you... Cause, because you never know when you have an idea. You have an, When sure. I have ideas for songs, it comes out of nowhere. I'm just like, oh, hey, I just... Oh, here's something I, cool. Like, yeah, let me just, just write this down and record I just it. Yeah. Picked up the guitar and all of a sudden, like, you know... Whoops, that's a it good It happens riff. at the weirdest places. Yeah. So I, luckily, like you said, with technology, I have my telephone. I can record it in there. Or I can just go down to my studio and just put it down to a click track. That way I have a tempo. And in, in two weeks, I've got a song. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. So we stock all of your ESP and LTD guitars. Um, tell me a little bit about your relationship with ESP and uh, kind of what you look for in a guitar manufacturer and, and, you know, in particular, what you look for to put into your signature guitars. Uh, I think communication is key as with any relationship. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be able to express, like, what you're looking for and you want it to... Uh, reciprocation okay. that's a word yeah. <laughs> like you know you call up because you have a an idea for a guitar or maybe I need a guitar for tour or maybe I have a change or I just got hey I got a wild stick on my butt I want to like hey I want to add something to this you know design or, or whatever ESP has always been there they're always a phone call away and they're always drop everything to talk to me which is yeah they're an awesome company which is great because they're not here. so big for their britches you know yeah. what I mean um, my, you know, I've only been with them for a couple of years, but um, time flies. Wow, it has been a couple <laughs> years. But when I first, I was with another uh, brand for a while, um, and that just didn't really end up end up that well for me. So I I knew that ESP was always kind of waiting in the wings because they had reached out to me a lot, and Chris Canella was the guy over there, and he had he and I had a kind of a relationship. So. Once I was free of my other um, duties with the other company, I called them immediately, and they were like, well, yeah, we want to have you, of course. Um, my first question was, like, can I design my own guitar? Because I wasn't, I didn't love all their shapes and stuff. Like, I know yeah. that they make great guitars. Yeah. Guitars, no doubt about it. They sound great. A lot of my colleagues play them, and they look they look okay. They, they play great, but they weren't quite... They weren't you. They weren't really they weren't, me. And yeah. I was like, could I design my own? Is that like too much to ask? And they're like, by all means, please, please design something. <laughs> so that's when I took, you know, took some time out and, and tried to design something that looked way different than they have a lot of pointy guitars in there. It's a very, they it's kind of a right. very metal uh, genre, uh, you know, ESP is, was, you know, so I'm trying to change that a little bit. Yeah. I was no. like, let's make something that looks really classy. That's, different it sticks out you know yeah, it's not, like a modern classic design kind yeah, of thing it's that, really kind of cool not that all metal guitar players would you know gravitate towards uh, <laughs> it's like maybe other kind of people will play it like rock and roll guys uh, country guys who knows yeah you don't know really for me you know i was just excited to make my own shape um so uh, they the, ever since then it's, it's that's been great they just uh the guitars are selling really well and doing really well um they use they they're pretty on top of any little 
things I may need if I if I want another colored uh, sparrow hawk or something. Maybe I mean, they just made me a black one with the tortoise shell pick guard that looks oh, that's incredible. Cool. Yeah, that's a really cool look. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And they just you know they mailed it right out to me, and they're like, oh, we got Japan working on a ESP version for you right now. It'll be there in February. And oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's the only one that we don't have in stock is uh, Japan version and. Uh, we really we were hoping we'd get one by the time we had you here. But I mean, they're uh, not a lot different. There's just the pickups are a little upgrade, and some of the hardware is a little bit of an upgrade. And they're made in Japan, yeah. not Korea. Yeah. But uh, for me, when I first got my LTD, this one right here, the uh, the satin green burst army burst, I used that on the newest record like all day long, and I loved it. I was like, this is sick. Oh uh, yeah. Like, the, as soon as you pick it up, like. Compared yeah. to all my other guitars, I never want to put that one down. I mean, honestly, I'm not just saying that because I'm endorsed by this. It's like, <laughs> I designed it. I pick it up. It's the satin finish. The neck is nice and thin. And it just feels really comfortable the way it sits on your body. And uh, and it sounds great. And it plays great. And those that's really what's important is, is it, you know. Sure, it's playing, a sound and how it's going to play for you. It's a tool. Yeah. yeah, you don't want it to be hard to play. Oh, it looks cool, but it's hard to play. I don't want that. I, so I, I how want much? back and forth was there was that basically your original design or did you guys kind of go did esp come back and say hey well you know what if we change this horn here and move this pickup over here it'll be better or was that basically your design right out of the gate um there was a little bit of i think i kind of gave him i said i have a, a shape i took a shape of an rd and a shape of like a firebird and I kind of drew them out and traced them and, and took some parts away and added some stuff here and reversed some stuff here and sent it over to them. And they drew something and came back. But the body was too thick. Like, it was kind of more like up here. Okay. Like the, uh, I don't know what you call this part where your belly goes. That part was a little thicker. And I was like, nah, think of like a woman's body, like, you know, hips shoulders <laughs> a lot of people use the woman's body description when they're yeah, talking about guitars that's, that's kind of what it is you know i mean the, that's like the shoulder and the arm and the head goes here and that's the other shoulder and the, those are the hips and it's kind of turned to the side like it's uh, yeah. shaking its butt at you you know that's <laughs> yeah i hear you <laughs> i don't know that's that's just kind of what it is and we didn't go back and forth too much okay. uh i they, i saw their idea and i just i just kind of tweaked Sketch, it just tweaked it sketched on it a little bit more and they came back with something very similar and i said man that looks great let's let's try it and once i got one in my hands i mean i was, was over it. the moon okay okay so maybe one prototype and then you went to the production oh, the, well the first yeah the first prototype they sent me was what you see here oh wow okay. there wasn't any i don't think there's anything different i think the, the the only thing different were, were the volume knobs were in a different place and okay. they had a different idea for the pick guard but i kind of said let's simp it was more like up here and okay. I said, let's simplify the pick guard. Let's put the let's just put two knobs on it. Push pull. Oh, so uh, it's push pull. Okay, so coil taps. Coil taps. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then what about your um, EC series guitar? The Eclipse. Yep. Um, that was what they wanted to do first. They said, well, let's let's do an Eclipse. Can you design? You know, since you play a lot of Les Paul shaped guitars, let's make. Can we make something like that? So. I said, make it as heavy as humanly possible. <laughs> really? Because everybody normally goes the other way. Yeah, like, I, I want like, it as light as can be. I like heavy guitars. <laughs> so I said, let's make the guitar super heavy. Okay. Let's. Um, it looks thicker than a normal 
Eclipse guitar. I think it is. Yeah, it looks like maybe because they, like they wanted to make it heavier for thicker. me. Okay. Um. Yeah, I went got away with just two volumes or a volume in a in a tone rather than the three knobs. Okay. I try okay. to do less is more because I honestly I only use I never use the knobs. I use the volume, but. I, I never really, use any knobs ever. Like I'm a <laughs> turn everything up to ten kind of guy. Like yeah. I never need a tone knob on a guitar for whatever reason. I just don't. It's there it, in you case know? you are in the studio and you really want to like fine tune something or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I didn't I didn't change a lot of things. I just came up with like the idea for the color and um, the know, weight the binding yeah. um, and the heaviness. I was just like, make it nice and thick. And uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but I used it on a whole tour in, in Europe, and I loved it. I was like, man, this guitar actually sounds and plays like a dream. It's great. Yeah, it, it's a nice guitar. It, for, for me, the weight, um, I never really care that much about things like that. There's always a lot of times customers will say, well, can you give me the weight of you know all your Les Pauls so I can pick the lightest one <laughs> kind of thing? I never care about that kind of stuff as, as a guitar player. I feel like I can adapt to just about anything you know like if i if i uh if i picked up that guitar or that guitar and you gave me 15 minutes and so here you go you know go play the show i yeah. would be able to adapt to it by all means uh, each guitar is different you know you, when you pick it up you spend some time with it and you're like there's certain things i like about this one and, and it makes you play a little bit different too i feel sometimes yeah. too like maybe the tension of the strings usually or, i pick you know, up a whatever. brand new guitar new to me i will write something it just gives me some sort of burst of energy to like yeah, like a new inspiration yeah because yeah. it's a new tool and even if it's just like it. putting my hand in a different position and, and coming up with like a quick different riff or something like riff, yeah, yeah. yeah and i'm like cool that's why i like probably why i own like 50 guitars <laughs> <laughs> so i'll pick it up and be like oh man i love that i mean you know there's so many guitars out there and they're so so beautiful so that, that's exactly how i feel i feel like you can never have enough guitars if you're no. a serious guitar player um you know i mean they are tools and uh i mean they're just uh there's like a special feeling about they're getting indiv they're a each new guitar. individual you know yeah totally Especially the old ones so do you still have your Gibson Les Paul Custom Silver Burst guitar? I know that was a pretty iconic guitar for you. Yes, and, definitely. Uh, I own a few of them. Okay. I probably <laughs> had about 20 of them in my lifetime. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll buy them. I'll play them for a while. I'll sell them to make room for something else. And they go, uh, like, man, why did I sell that? I wish I had that back again. But the original first one that I ever bought, the 82, that was used on all the every record, I still, I'll never let that, let, never let that one go. Okay. Because that one's super special. It plays great. I have a couple of those guitars. I have a lot of guitars I love, and I think they're awesome, but there are, there are five or six that are just like, I will never let you go. Yeah, because yeah. they're these, like the guitars. They're, yeah, they're, they're just broken in perfectly. Uh, they're never let me down. And they're just great. So, what are your main guitars that you just pick up around the house? Like when you when you're coming up with ideas outside of performance guitars or booked studio time or something? Do you do you have guitars like me personally? I have a couple guitars like just randomly sitting around the house that I can pick up and and play when you know I have 15 minutes and uh, I try to make them all different kinds of guitars so like i'll have an acoustic sitting upstairs i'll have a semi hollow body like a shred guitar uh you know just different guitars to, to mess with um i always have an esp laying around <laughs> yeah, for sure, sure because 
because you know they've they've given me a few so <laughs> i always have uh one just like the one that's getting the strings changed the pelham blue okay. i love that guitar so much i can't even tell you like that the esp pelham blue sparrowhawk is like your guitar yeah that's the greatest guitar i've ever played <laughs> like i pick it up and i'm just like man this is the neck is like an explorer thickness so it's thin but it's wide and it you know the the neck the frets are it's wide so you can get your hand on it and uh it's it just has the greatest action and it feels i can sit with it and it's so comfortable and i can reach the high frets yeah, that's and important. I, so I'm always, I always have one of those laying around. Um, there's always a Les Paul somewhere. Okay. I mean, I have a few of those. I have a copy, one called uh, Woodbine, that okay. a guy up in uh, British Columbia in Vancouver made for me, a couple uh, last year. Okay. And it's basically like a Silverburst Les Paul custom copy, but better. Okay. <laughs> like there's something about it. He made like the frets just a little bit longer, so like your hand, fingers don't slip off the edge of the fret fingerboard. Yeah, okay. fingerboard. That happens. Yeah. And, and I was like, this actually, you're right, because that's what he told me. So you're gonna like it because of this. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, let me try something that I'm I always get wrong when I try to play it. And I was like, man, I got that right every time because it's a little <laughs> tiny eighth of a millimeter more steel on the frets that is catching my finger. So I play that one a lot. I just keep it in my studio for writing and, and creativity stuff. So Okay. All right, cool. Um, what are you currently listening to? What do you draw inspiration from? Like, what did you listen to today? Um, I try to make, force myself to listen to music because I never have the time to, I never have time where I'm just like, oh, I got some time to kill. I'm yeah. just going to put some music on. Um. You know, I went out to see uh, Sleep the other night. So I listening to a little bit of Sleep. You know, the band Sleep. Okay, yeah, not familiar with <laughs> Matt Pike from uh, High on Fire. Uh, they're like do the original Stoner Doom type band. Okay. Um, let's see, uh, Jesus Lizard. Okay. Uh, went out to see them. They're one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, I'm listening a lot to this band called The Netherlands from Brooklyn that are great really just they kind of remind me of like the melvin's sound garden and big business all wrapped up into one really okay they're really bottom heavy and they're just a three-piece um i don't know I go <laughs> back and forth you know it just depends a lot of times I, I listen to old stuff like old zeppelin or acdc or judas priest yeah that or, stuff never gets old it never does and i, I it, when i want to hear something i know is going to be good i go i go right back, to that backwards yeah. to yeah. stuff that i know i don't i don't usually i'm not as uh uh i'm i'm not as uh impressed and impressed is not the right word but adventurous i guess like as far as listening to new stuff because a lot of it just lets me down yeah and i'm kind of like yeah it sounds like old rehashed this or that which sometimes it's done well and i don't know yeah and you always you kind of gravitate towards the stuff that you started with too i feel like you yeah. know what i mean so if you're talking about going back to those led zeppelin records or acdc records or something i mean that that's something that early on caught you and inspired you so when you have a second and you're kind of you know 
reaching for, for something or, or, you know, wanting to be inspired, you go back to that kind of stuff. Like for, for me, it was always like old school, early Van Halen, like that guitar tone and just the, the song and the presentation of it never gets old to me. I've heard it like a million times. Yeah. You, you don't need to hear it over. Not and over the same again, way. I think yeah. it just happens as you get older. You're like, well, they don't make music yeah, like as good as they used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not the same. I mean, a lot of junk out there. It's just kind of cookie cutter crap, but that's why, you know, people do. They ask me, "What are you listening to? What's inspiring you?" I'm like nothing, really. I honestly, yeah, the same stuff that always did. Yeah. Like when you hear our records, a lot of those riffs were written years and years ago. Uh-huh. It's not just like I'm listening to what's out. I don't listen to my contemporary music at all, like what everyone else is doing. I just don't. I just kind of. It seeps in, obviously, yeah. and I, Cause you I can't know what I'm looking it. for when I'm writing something. Like it's got this riff's got to be better than the last riff. This got to be better than that. It's got to sure. be heavier. It's got to be weirder. It's got to go to a different place yeah. that the last song or the last album didn't. And that's always the what keeps us driven, driven, and, and, and yeah. kicking is to just try to outdo yourself each time. It's not a it's not a easy thing to do when you're. <laughs> when it's no, you. it's a lot of pressure, really. It I is, mean, and I, uh, but you have to. You have to try to keep outdoing yourselves. And I feel like the combination of chemistry between you know of the everyone in our band keeps us doing that. So sure. like, yeah, that sounds too much like a song you wrote 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one's gonna remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's true though. It's like okay, you're right. It does sound too much like that, maybe, but. Let's change it a little bit. Let's try a little bit different. Um, so we do, and I think that's what keeps people coming back. Is like they're sure. like, hey, these guys are kind of yeah. You're, you're expanding on what, you, what you're doing, and and uh, you know widening your kind of palette. Of yeah, things and it's that not a off. huge jump every record because you don't you don't want to scare people away. Yeah. You want to slowly turn keep morphing into a better and better band. Right. <laughs> There's yeah. always going to be the haters, the guys like, oh, your first record was the best. And it's like, yeah, but that was 20 years no ago. No matter what you do, you're always going to have those Yeah, and I guys, just, I'm so. not that person anymore. Yeah. I'm a completely different person. I can't go and backwards. And your playing evolves, how you think of things yeah, evolves. Yeah, I've gotten way better, about way, it. way better as a songwriter and guitar player. You might not think so, but I know so. <laughs> yeah. I have to live with myself. So speaking about being a better guitar player, what is your practice routine when you're not on tour? I don't really have one. I don't really have a practice routine. When I'm on the road, I do a lot of warm-up scales. I do lessons. Like, I teach people okay. in the mornings, like, before the gig, like, around noon. Okay. So, I'm an early riser. Really? So, no matter what, I mean, if you're going to some city, like, let's say you're you're coming here, I could book a lesson with you? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I do that, I do that uh, at every gig all over the world. And kids show up, might be one or two, sometimes it's six or seven, and we all sit down and play for an hour, and, and I teach them, I try to teach them, you know, what I do to warm up, and yeah. I never took any lessons, so it's weird. So I'm, I'm just like, hey, this is what, <laughs> this I, is like what I do, I don't know this what This is what I like to do, and I don't think you need lessons to, but I definitely, if you want lessons, I mean, I always wanted them. Yeah. My parents just never thought I was worthy or you know they couldn't afford it they're just like ah oh, whatever you know just just a fad just like say, smoke yeah. some pot in your room and <laughs> play guitar and that's what i did it all out. and i figured it out you know what i mean i just kind of faked it till i made it and then just uh now i'm you know showing other people what i do to warm up because i i realize yeah you do have to warm up to play a lot of this stuff and it does make you a better guitar player and oh, totally you know, don't be afraid to learn the correct way to play your favorite songs. I like don't. When I was a kid, we used to listen to records and put the 
needle slow down the record down yeah. or they didn't have youtube where yeah. you actually watch someone else figure out the songs and yeah. like sometimes i have to do that like let me watch this guy like let me see how you really play the song and figure it out all the way through or sometimes i do it by ear yeah but I used to just be half-assed about it and just learn it the bar band way. But now that's I'm what like, I always do too. Like, oh, it's good enough. Like, no nah, one's ever going to yeah, know yeah. that. When little. you when you really learn what these guys are doing, when you listen to like a Led Zeppelin tune, and you're like, oh, it's just these three chords. It's not. Yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of little licks and stuff built inside. Those yeah, chords. there's all yeah. this stuff built inside, and that's where you learn. Yeah. So a lot of times, people same thing when they watch us. They say, hey, can you show me how to play your song? insert one of Macedon's songs here <laughs> and they'll I mean let me see how you play and they'll play the bar band version I'm like no you're missing all these notes you're missing all this what makes the song so cool and what, yeah, makes, what it, makes it unique yeah. yeah but I always tell people to you know like 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 I was saying earlier don't focus on your weaknesses just focus on your strengths like yeah. hey I can play like these three bar chords whatever well look at the Ramones I mean those yeah, guys I mean, were, how many awesome songs that they wrote as, with those it's, it's not about how if you're like Ingve Malmsteen I mean that stuff he's a great guitar player sure but it bores the crap out of me after yeah. a couple minutes yeah. it's just like all right. one song and you've heard it all yeah, you heard thing, everything you know? ever yeah. need to hear ever yeah. again, yeah. just once. Yeah. But the Ramones, I'll listen to them all the time, all day long, because they are creative, because they use they use only three chords or two chords and write these great uh, melodies Melody and, and, that and people songs can sing and... along to for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I try to teach kids, like, don't get frustrated, just... We make the best of what you, what you have and what you're good at, and, and eventually you get better at it. And that's how, what's what I did. So how would one book a lesson with you if you're coming uh, to their you city? You could just write me at uh, butterslacks at hotmail.com. Okay. B-U-T-T-E-R-S-L-A-X at hotmail.com and book a lesson. I'm only doing lessons for uh, Europe right now, but when I come back to the States, I, I always do lessons. Day of the gig, at the gig, around noon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool thing. Um, what advice do you have for somebody that wants to break into the business and kind of kind of be in your spot, whether it just be, um, you know, in a rock band or becoming kind of a uh, guitar hero kind of thing? What What would you tell them? Give up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Stay in school. Do, do something else. <laughs> Just do it for fun because uh, it's a lot of, lot of, lo- I mean, there's so many people I know that are, they're my age and they're just getting started touring and stuff. I'm like, man, this is, this is a long, hard road of touring and making nothing for so many years. And then you, you kind of get to a point where your band is huge, but you're still, you know, you're, you're comfortable, but I don't know. It's not like, uh, I guess it's not what I imagined it. It was when I was a kid looking at these bands, like, wow, those guys must have like 50 Porsches and like a house in every state and vacation all the time. It's like, no, you're on the road all the time. And Um, you come home and you're dad. You're still getting up at 630. You don't know your kids because you've been gone for so long and it's life is hard. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't trade it for anything because this is all I know and and I love playing music. But uh, I would really 
decide what you're trying to get out of it before you give up everything and, and try to become a musician sure. for, for a living. Because if it's for fame, uh, you're probably doing it for the wrong yeah, I mean, you can reason. get famous, if it's for I guess, fortune, but, I mean, you're probably doing it for the wrong reason. But, uh, you know, if it's to, like, for me, all I ever want to do is play guitar. Yeah. Like, the, everything was a means to play guitar. You and know I, what I mean? I was the same way. And then our, we just kept playing so much that people started liking us a lot and wanted to sign us and then put us on the road and... Uh, you know, I mean, got to think of it this way. It's everything's a business. Your band is a business. No matter how much you want to keep it just for doing it for fun. Eventually, if you have to quit your jobs to go on the road and support your family, your, your pregnant girlfriend at home, or your wife or your kids or them going to school, whatever, you ha- it has to turn into a business. It has to be like you have to make someone has to be you have to make money doing it <laughs> in order to keep doing it or you're not going to have a family to come home to. That's right. And with with that comes all sorts of, you know, every time something turns into a business between friends, it always, everything gets ugly. There's always someone, i.e. manager, record company, lawyers, the tax man, everybody's, you're working for them. Yeah. You're out there busting your ass, sleeping in a tour bus, which you know isn't all it's cracked up to be. When you're 18, it's great. When you're 48, it's, it's tougher. Yeah. It's harder. <laughs> um... But don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say poor me because I, I love what I do, but I would not want to start over in this yeah. day and age do, trying to do this. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, follow your dreams first and foremost, but just remember that it's I'm not here, easy. I'm here to smash them all down to yeah. the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but we're glad you're here for that. <laughs> um, so one of my questions was to ask you what's currently on your pedal board. But uh, the funny thing is, last night I got a text, and it was like, hey, do you have a Helix that we could use? And you and I just had this conversation about how awesome that the Helix products are, and you literally came in and in 10 minutes took your sounds off of your laptop and loaded them into our new-in-the-box Helix. And I said, hey, does that sound pretty much like your sound? And you said, yes. Yeah. Um, I can't say enough good things about finally finding this uh, diamond in the rough as far as like pedals, pedal boards, amps, everything all in one portable, put it in your suitcase and, and you're laughing. This uh, thing called the Helix by Line 6, which I never was a big fan of Line 6 stuff in the past. I mean, I knew they had some good stuff. They had some stuff that was okay, but... Um, you never found anything that you gravitated towards. I never really said, tried I a lot that. of stuff out. I just saw other people using it. I used some of it in the studio, but I never really... I, I saw some of their, their delays and stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, it looks really complicated. It was all yeah. sorts of buttons. That green delay. The pedal. green thing, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what scared me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, it's cool. T- a lot of people love cool, it. It can make some cool sounds. I like simple, but- and I was like, well... It, I, was, I was going with the Axe effects for a while, and that took a lot of time for me to jump from... And I never jump fully, sh- jump ship from real amps to... Uh, we call them cheater boxes. Oh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I still use my Friedman Butterslacks head alongside this Helix unit because the Helix unit is so easy to use and everything in it sounds so freaking great. I mean, the amp modeling, I mean, it's. I just can't say enough good things about it. The amp modeling, just 
the versatility of it is what I love. I, I, I called them up. I bought one. Usually, like, you know, we get stuff for free or right. somebody discounts. But I was like, I'm just going to buy one because I want one I want today. So bad. Yeah. I want it so bad. I want to plug it in. I want to figure it out. And I sat with it for a few months. I almost threw it out a couple times. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, does that sound good? No, it doesn't sound good. Does this sound good? Because every time you turn the knob, it sounds even better and better and better. Yeah. So you don't, yeah. So I could, I kind of got lost where, where so I put it down for a few weeks and I picked it back up again. I was like, okay, yeah, this does sound really good. And I watched a bunch more tutorials and I called the people over there at, at Helix. And I've, I know those guys really, they know me really well now because I'm always calling, how do I do this? Can it do this? Can it do this? Well, how about this? Can it do that? And every answer was always, yes, it can do that. How do we do that? I don't know, but we can do it. Well, it can be and figured out. Yeah. So basically, um, it was like $6 million man. Yes, we can repair him. Everything on it, it controls my Friedman, all three channels. Okay. It uh, gives me great joy in all the effects and, and new ideas that I come up with just from turning the knobs on it. And, yeah, and, and totally. And tr trying new presets that are already in there. Uh, you know, just weird from weird spacey sounding stuff to like a totally different guitar tone that I never would have, you know, seeked out before. Yeah. It's already inside there. And I mean, you can go all the way down to fine tuning, like how your speaker is going to sound coming out of that you know, straight into the front house. Right. And, and what mic you're going to use. And what mic you're going to use and how far away it's going to be an inch to, yeah. to a foot. I mean, there's so many variables. It's almost too much. But if I just start small and get to a, get to somewhere where I think it sounds good, I just leave it, and then you can add you can add all your effects piled up on top of each other as much as you want. So yeah. and, to and me, save them and, and just be able to and recall it at any time. Like I, I was going to bring this with me on the plane, but I said, oh, you know, I don't have to do that. If they have one there, I'll just put it onto a card, or I could email it to myself the presets, yeah. and then I just download it into the thing. It takes ten seconds. And then your rig is right there. And that's all you need to go on tour with. You don't even need cabinets anymore if you have a front of house PA. Yeah, uh, a, good, a good sound guy that you can trust to give you a good monitor mix yeah. and to EQ you out front. So right. I could not be happier with the Helix, all this stuff that they make. It's cutting edge. It really is. It really, yeah, it totally and is. And I'm glad that I'm alive to, <laughs> to, uh, to use it because... Your whole life, you're chasing all these different pedals and different. You get all these cords and AC adapters and all this stuff plugged into this makeshift pedal board you got, and yeah. something goes wrong. You're like, oh, what is it? Was it this? Is it that? Yeah, you're on the floor scrambling. Oh, this is all internal. It's quiet. It's clean. It sounds great. Um, it's lit up really. It, to me, it's like the sexiest thing out there. The, one of my favorite things about it is the tuner. It's huge. I can see it from yeah, outer I space. I can see it from here. Yeah, I, mean, it, I can, can see it perfectly from here. And there's no latency, and there's no clicks, and there's no um, there's no gaps in between changing. Yeah, your, so you can instantly go to a boost channel or whatever. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. So while we're talking about gear, tell me. I mean, you've played thousands of gigs. What is your most epic gear failure that you've had? <laughs> or most embarrassing gear failure moment? Uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of them. One, one time I had my my guitar tech plug the MIDI cable from the Axe FX, uh, the, the MIDI controller that controlled the Axe FX. He plugged it into the 
the out instead of the in so that when I step on a chant to change a channel, it never would do anything. Oh. And it was just stuck on the clean channel the whole time for about half the set. And I had no idea what was wrong. I could not figure it out until like the last song. And I finally looked behind it and said, ah, you're not plugged into the in, you're plugged into the out. It has to be the other way around. And then I was like, oh, okay, now it sounds like an amp. Man, you went the whole set with nothing but yeah, a clean channel? that's the thing, man. Well, <laughs> I've, with this... Everything you can see, what's you can see the path on the front of it. When you look down, you yeah. say, "Oh, something's not changing," but all the pedals are on the front, yeah. so you know what's going on when you look at it. With the axe effects, which I think is equally sounds is great. It's just harder to use, and it was just harder for me to use, and and I couldn't. I, every day I had to mess with it, and you have to open up your computer, and, and I don't know. It just I was just like, I need, I want something, and then boom, this appeared. Here it comes. And I was like, give me that right now. <laughs> I'm going to totally take that apart and figure exactly <laughs> how it works and how to get it to work for me. Um, well, uh, do you have any final thoughts or statements that you want to leave our listeners with? Again, we certainly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and, and hang out for the evening. Um, no, I'm just happy to be here, and... Um, Stay in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to an awesome clinic tonight. And I uh, hope you enjoy the holidays and your time home with your family, and uh, you know, are rested and recuperated to head right back out on the road in January. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you.